Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Cindy Jennings. We're coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, on the shores of Lake Superior. And we are... Here on Real Presence Live, and we are actually broadcasting, as we always do, from the St. James campus of Stella Maris Academy right here in Duluth. Uh, good morning, uh, Cindy. Good morning, Father. Let's start with a prayer, okay? okay? And the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Spirit upon us this day as we prepare for this radio show. We pray that blessings be upon us, our guests, as well as those who are listening. We pray that all those who are listening have a holy start of Advent as we prepare for the coming of the Christ child. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So how's it going, Cindy? Good. How was your Thanksgiving? It was different. Was yours different? Mine was, I mean, it was, I went with just my parents at first, and then we went to one of my sister's house. I mean, people are kind of separating a little bit this year. Good food? Yeah, it was good. My mom's a decent cook. The turkey was a little dry. She's not listening, so I'm not too worried about (laughs) having that on the air, but... No, ours was good. Yeah, did you just stay at home with the? I stayed at home and did all, a lot of the cooking. And my sister made some sides, and Nana made some desserts. She didn't come, but she dropped off desserts. How many and people so, did you have in your house? Uh, I can't tell you. Oh, you <laughs> broke the kidding. law! You no. broke the law. <laughs> well, no, on. I think there was a total of eleven of us, but four of those are kids. That doesn't matter. You should have had one of them on the deck. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think I could have picked one to do that. that oh, day. really? <laughs> of course, Lenny. Did, who, it's always oh, Lenny. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we have started Advent, so I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, for us, for we church people, like priests and stuff, it's the beginning of the new liturgical year, so things kind of change for us. Most people wouldn't know the difference, but we do. Uh, you know, before we actually get on with our guests, I do want to just make a note of we have a couple of very special listeners, John and Barb Werner. I want them to... To be aware, and now, I, so now the only reason why I'm bringing them up is because they are the parents of our first guest, and here we have we have Julianne Blazwick. Julianne, welcome to Real Presence welcome. Live. Well, thank you, Cindy and Father Rich. I appreciate you having me on. How'd you like that shout out to your mom and dad? Oh, they deserve it. I love them very much. Yeah, they're great. And and you know, um, uh, uh, John and Barb, if, if Julianne screws up, it's only because she's really really nervous. I'm just throwing that out there. Or it could no, be because not. of Father Rich. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so Julianne, <laughs> why don't you? Cool. Why don't you cool. tell us a little bit about yourself first? Well, I uh, grew up in Duluth, just outside of Duluth, um, and um, my family was a very close. We still are a very close knit family, and we grew up and and uh, went to church every weekend, um, and we did a lot. We still do a lot in the community and serve in many many different capacities in our community. So you said right outside of Duluth, what? Where was that? In Rice Lake. Oh, so who's the mayor of Rice Lake? Uh, my father, oh, John Warner. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> Just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so my family has always um, been all about service, service to our community, service to our church, um, and um, family and, and God always number one. So, yeah. Oh, good. And Catholic education is also a big part of my life. 
And growing up, I went through religious ed at St. John's, and uh, I never missed a day, or at least we tried not to. I was one of those kiddos, and um, very, very devout in regards to my studies, and um, and then I never thought I'd be a Catholic school teacher, um, but uh, went to college uh, to become a teacher, and... Um, then, uh, after I graduated, the call came asking me to be a teacher at St. Michael's England Lakeside here in Duluth. And I was a teacher there for 15 years, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful 15 years with those kiddos. I taught many grades, primary and intermediate grades, and um, I just, just loved doing that. And then I got the call to become the principal out at the St. James campus at Stella Maris Academy. And uh, it, it's, it's a whole different calling to be administrator in a Catholic school. It is very rewarding. It is very challenging at times. Um, and, um, but I truly believe, truly believe that God, God has called me here for a reason. So did you go to a Catholic school or did you said religious ed? Religious ed, yeah. Okay. I was a religious ed kiddo, public school kiddo going through up until college. And I went to the Saint, College of St. Scholastica. And so when you talk about uh, being here at St. James, how many years has it been that you've been here? So at St. James, I've been here for eight years. So a total oh of gosh. 23 years. In fact, I believe Father Rich, you were ordained the same year that I came in as a as a new teacher in 1998 were you ordained yep so we are on the same track in regards to the amount of and i'm much older than you i know that's weird (laughs) so over the this last eight years Mm -hmm. i think one of the the great things that you bring to this school is just the love and the i I think being a teacher really gives you a good perspective and i just i don't know i just love having you here Tell me what has changed in the eight years you've been here. Just kind of anything from the beginning to to about right now. Maybe just right before COVID. Yeah. So in the beginning when I came, um, it was, I I felt so welcomed coming in as a brand new principal, bringing in a whole new perspective and just the love um, that the families bring to this community and the teachers and how dedicated they are to the mission of the Catholic Church. And, um, you know, to be a part of that, I always, I, I always feel um, so very welcomed. Um, and through the years, I have gained um, so many um, wonderful stories from, from families and children, um, especially those that have been in need, that I was able to help out as a community. Um, and, you know, uh, we've been able to open our doors to... Um, many, many families that have ended up converting to the Catholic faith, which, again, that's our calling as a Catholic school, um, to make sure that we're teaching the truth, the beauty, and the goodness to all of our kiddos, and that's what we've experienced the past eight years. Now, this past year, oh my goodness, like everybody else, I don't know who hasn't been affected by COVID, um, whether you're a small business um, um, operator, or if you're a school leader, a teacher, a doctor, um, we've all been affected in so many different ways. And um, what has gotten me through this is my prayer and my prayers to God. Um, there is no other way anybody, anybody can get through this without a relationship with God. There just You just have to make sure 
that you keep that relationship relationship up with him and uh and you try you try to help out those that are truly in need you know of that compassion that grace that humility um and and sometimes somebody just needs somebody to listen to to listen to um to them and to comfort them to know that somebody is there with them i think that was me a couple times thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) and and you know what you're not you're not alone as a parent i i I know there's a lot of listeners out there as parents and and you're thinking how am i going to do this with my kids for how many more months let me tell you as a parent and as an educator we're all in this together but who is it who is it that will hold us hold us there and and keep us true to what we believe it's god it's god Amen for, for the for the people that are not listening uh, who are who are listening <laughs> i only care about the people that are listening for the people that are listening um uh, they they don't they might not know that in, in duluth here we have one catholic school with three campuses so we're stella mars we're three we're three campuses and uh to my understanding you can correct me about this is that this year at the beginning of this year we had approximately about 160 new students to Stella Mars. Was that it? Was that an accurate number? Um, I don't know the exact number, but here at the St. James campus, um, we have 20 above what our normal number is. Okay. Um, so I believe we have over 100 new families across the academy. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, and yes. in, in why? Explain why do you think that is? You know, there are many reasons. We've, we've heard that they've always considered Catholic school education, but um, they were kind of forced into it, not forced. I don't want to use that word um, because of the option we had. And we are taking this very seriously, what we're doing um, this year. We have worked so hard on our safety protocols, capping our classrooms, separating the kiddos by cohort, classroom, you name it, masks. We have done everything possible to keep the kiddos, the teachers, the staff um, safe to the best of our ability um, and keep the instruction going as best as we can. We've also um, tried a model where we have a remote option for our kids and an on-site option um, for our families that need that. And it's a lot of work on the teacher's end to do both at the same time. My prayers go out to my, my faculty and my staff who are working tirelessly to make sure that we have an option for families um, you know, that works out for them you know, during this pandemic. And honestly, during a pandemic, I don't know about any of you out there, but I haven't been through a pandemic before. And um, I don't have the answers, but I do have a prayer and hope that we can get through this all together as one. Um, And again, a lot of grace and humility along the way. Just to, I mean, to, just to follow up a little bit on what I was asking earlier, do you, the sense is, at least what I have, is that a lot of these people, because we have such high numbers this year as opposed to like any other year, is that there was a fear that the public schools were not going to be open, but that the Catholic schools would be open. You want to speak to that as what people were thinking at the, as the year entered in, and even in our own community, how does that look with the public schools versus our school? 
You know, it's tough. I, you know, I can't speak to what the public schools have done or have not. I can only speak to what we have done here uh, as a Catholic school. And I, 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 I've been in touch with other Catholic school leaders across the state. And um, we're trying to remain open. And the only reason why we can remain open is because we can cap our numbers and safely um, you know, instruct our kiddos as best we can on site or remote or however. Um, and um, my prayers go out to every family that have kids right now. Um, it, isn't, it isn't how we normally do things. Even in the Catholic schools, we're doing our best to instruct and to teach the mission of the church the best that we can, um, utilizing the tools that we have, you know, and honestly, the, um, the technology before this year, technology wasn't really used in our school here at the St. James campus. It was, it was a tool, but we have fully utilized it this year. And, um, there might be things after this that we can look back and say, we can, you know, continue a little bit of this and, and learn from what we've done this past year. And, um, yeah, it's, we'll take what has worked and, um, and get rid of what didn't. <laughs> With middle school being kind of challenging, I know there's not many kids in the middle school right now, but everybody's online. What do you notice about online learning for students at St. James? Are they struggling like the public school like high schoolers and middle schoolers, are they actually, you know, doing pretty well for being on their own? So I've got about 50% of my middle schoolers here on site. Some have chosen to um, go off site um, to do remote learning for the next week or so, or however long they need to, um, depending on their family situation. Um, I, my own child is at home right now. We chose to keep her home for a couple weeks to try it out. And um, I asked her the other night if she had the option to um, go back on uh, Monday. What's her thoughts about that? And, and she goes, ah, school, school, mom. Either home <laughs> or remote. You know, a typical middle school answer, right? Um, so uh, in regards to how well they're doing versus public school, uh, Catholic school, I think we're all here in the same boat trying, trying our best. Yeah. You are tuned into Real Presence Live. My name is Father Richard Kuntz. I'm here with Cindy Jennings, and we are talking to Julianne Blazovic from Stella Maris Academy, St. James Campus. And we'll continue this conversation with her right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. 
These gifts will not affect your cash flow and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in to Real Presence Live, coming to you from the Duluth edition of Real Presence Live. Hello, we are here with Julianne Blazovic and we are talking about um, the COVID being a principal of a Catholic school. Um, can you kind of just tell us a little bit about some challenges between what's going on? Because I know there's a struggle between, you know, sides, different parents wanting different things. You know how it is. Anyways, now it's like at a level 20. And so what kind of challenges are you facing and how are you solving those issues? How are you trying to? Yeah. Everybody so, please. Yeah, everything COVID is a challenge, right? Um, so going into this year, this summer, I'll just start back this summer. Um, the principals and leadership were all developing our COVID plan and protocols. And, you know, as with any um, preparedness plan, it changed overnight, every night, um, where certain protocols were in place, then all of a sudden they weren't re- relevant anymore. And that took up a lot of our time, a lot of our summer. And then when we finally you know, got things underway with the students to see how things needed to be tweaked. Um, you know, the the parents have been amazingly great. Um, it's so hard to trust something that you as a parent can't see. Um, that's a lot of trust they're putting in us when they send their kids through the door because we are not accepting visitors into our building. And, um, you know, a phone call to the principal to ask, hey, I I hear this is happening, or can you tell me more about that? Um, Administrators are more than welcome to share what's going on um, to give them, um, you know, a glimpse of, of how we're making things work. And, um, I, you know, I pray that if you are a, a parent 
um, you know, of a, of a kiddo at a Catholic school right now and you have questions, please reach out to your administrators. Um, they are more than willing to have a, you know, a conversation in regards to that. But that has been a challenge this year. Um, connecting with my families. You mentioned before that I do have many new, new families. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to really connect with them other than standing outside at, at pickup or sending a note home, um, you know, introducing them to me and just appreciating all that they do for us, sending their children to our school. Um, fundraising has also been a challenge, of course. I mean, we still have to pay our bills, but we don't have... Um, you know, that connection, that personal connection, um, like we used to, um, prior to this pandemic. So yes, there are definite challenges in regards to communication with families, um, fundraising, and, um, it's, you know, we're asking for prayers, 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 prayers. You know, I mean, one of the things that's in the forefront for me when it comes to the school year right now, and I've already brought it up once or twice, I think it's so important is that we do get these new families that probably wouldn't have come. You know, they, maybe they were considering it, but they, they, they would not have come if it were not for COVID. Seeing something in the Catholic school that they weren't necessarily seeing in the public school. So, you know, I mean, that's, that, you know, COVID, we see all these negative things, but that really gives us an opportunity, doesn't it? Maybe, it you know, sure does. Might, might, maybe speak a little bit to I that. will. I, we have been receiving messages from those families, those families that came from other schools. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily your plan, like you, you mentioned, to come on board, but given the opportunity, you know, this year they did. And they are so pleasantly surprised at what they've found. Their kids are happy. Um, they're, they're just very impressed with the academics. Um, and they're seeing their kids with a smile on their face again. It's that social aspect. And of course, a lot of these families that came to us were non-practicing Catholics or um, non-Catholics. And now we're experiencing, you know, they're experiencing Jesus and the Mass, um, which is really important because that is our mission as a Catholic school, again, to expose them to the truth, the beauty, and the goodness of Jesus. When you guys decide to make changes, what is the, where do you guys usually go through the health department or is it a board decision? So like, when do you think you'll start having uh, people come in? Cause I know for me, when we had new people come in, mm. it was really fun to meet them yeah. and include them and we'd have yeah. breakfast after mass or, you know, yeah. any kind of school fundraiser. So, so, um, the administrators at each local site usually make that decision. For instance, in the next coming month, based on how things were going on site, I was considering, you know, looking at possibly having volunteers coming in to the gym to do lunch duty and to give more time to the teachers for prep. So it's just dialing back some of those protocols and getting you know, people in safely to be able to see the kids and our community. Um, you know, it's very important. But again, we've got to do it safely, and um, and we've got to be very intentional with the steps we take forward. But it's usually a local decision. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's 
I mean, it's been... Depending on what's happening, of course. And I do, I do know that this school is actually, I would say, harder than public school from what I've heard. So I think that's part of keeping the kids safe in this area. That what do you mean I, by harder? Well, I think they have less regulations at the public schools from what I understand. In regards to COVID. Yeah. But and a lot so of them are the, not on... A lot of, aren't the public schools in Duluth, at least? A lot of them are like now distant. They're, all high school was dis- distant the whole time. The younger K through six, I believe, were still were at school until now. Yeah, yeah. And then they're they just all closed off. that down. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's off now. Mm-hmm. No. So have yeah. you had now as the years gone by because of that? Uh, have you had more inquiries after the years started and more? Yes. Yep, we still are having inquiries. Um, more than normal, you would say? Yes, I would say so. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we're just going to continue doing our mission, and we're here for. You know, anybody that wants a Catholic school education. How's the education from the public schools coming into the Catholic schools? Are they staying up with, you know, the, you know, the, depending, well, are they staying up with their grades? You know, if they're coming from the public school, are they, they able to stay up with our education? So that, that's a great thing about our smaller class sizes. The teachers are able to reach the kiddos where they're at um, and individualize their instruction. And a Catholic school teacher has always been known to be, you know, one that is individualizing their instruction based on their smaller class sizes. So, okay. yeah, that that's a gift that our Catholic schools bring. There's something uh, providential today that um, uh, December 1st is the uh, uh, anniversary of uh, our bishop's uh, death, that we're having the Duluth version of Real Presence Live on the anniversary, the first anniversary of Bishop Serva's unexpected death. And our next guest, we're going to um, talk a lot about that. But uh, you'd said, Julianne, in the break that you wanted to share a little story about Bishop Serba on this his first oh, anniversary of his, yes. of, his, of his death. Um, so Bishop Serba was just a champion for Catholic schools. And um, I was able to... Um, you know, have him come to the school many times as a teacher and as a principal. Um, he was always so willing to do that when he was able, of course. Um, and w- one thing that I just remember about Bishop Serba, and I will always cherish, is his uh, ability to sit and listen and and um, just everything um, that you were saying he took in. And... Um, I just, I just really cherish that, um, and I will miss that. And I know he's interceding for our Catholic schools um, now. The one thing, I do have to share this story. I was able to get him to participate in the Christmas City of the North Parade for a few years. Um, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. And um, he'd always be in the front seat of the truck, uh, next to my husband Ryan driving, and he was always so amazed at um, the people that would yell out to our float because we were the only float with baby Jesus in a Christmas city of the North Parade, and and um, he was so amazed that he'd hear, oh, the real reason for the season, oh, there's Jesus, there's baby Jesus, and um, oh, this is my favorite float. People would be yelling that out, and. He was always just so amazed by that. Well, one day, or one year, he uh, was riding with my husband, and they were taking the float down to where uh, they get uh, the uh, float, you know, set up. And um, it was windy, and one of the trees had knocked off of the float. 
and they noticed it had fallen back about a block back. And Bishop Ryan stopped the the uh, the truck, and Bishop got out. He goes, "I got it, Ryan!" And he ran. He ran about a block, and he grabbed that tree, and he came running back. And Ryan just felt so bad. He goes, "Oh my gosh, here's Bishop Serva <laughs> running to get the tree," but that's what he did. He he didn't he didn't care about anything. He just wanted to help. Um, we we had him out over to our house a few times. He was all about. Julie, you just sit down. I'll do the dishes. He was all about serving others. And what a, what a special, special um, bishop he was and very missed. He was. Oh. Well, thank you, uh, Julie, for sharing with that, uh, that with us. Is there anything uh, quick in the last 45 seconds you'd like to add? Yes. I, I, everybody listening, if you could keep our Catholic schools in your prayers. And all the children out there right now, whether they're in a Catholic school, a public school, keep them in your prayers. Um, we certainly, we certainly need them. And for all the parents out there doing what they can to keep their students or their kids learning. So amen to that. Thanks, Julia. Thanks Thank for you. being on the show. I'm great. sure you did your mom and dad, John and Barb Werner, very proud with this interview. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, right after the break, we'll be back with answering your questions with uh, whatever that segment is called about calling in your questions. All right. That'll be after the break. It's so funny. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 